0: Hey guys, this is Chetan. And this is Abby, And welcome back to Who Got Next, episode 65. We are just a, a little under 24 hours uh, from the first round of the NFL draft. So last night, we obviously got to see Trevor Lawrence be the number one overall pick to Jacksonville Jaguars. He's been, it, it wasn't even an option here. It was pretty much his coronation ceremony. Um, after that, we got to see Zach Wilson get drafted to the New York Jets, which pretty much has been locked in since bowl season ended. So right now, Abby and I are going to discuss the remaining picks in the top 10. Uh, any surprises that gave uh, came out in the top 10 and who's going to have probably the most immediate impact for the team in the top 10. So number three, uh, not to my surprise, not but surprise to most people, the 49ers selected Trey Lance after all the news that we we're hearing that, hey, Mac Jones is the guy that they want. Uh, Trey Lance played one game in this COVID, COVID shortened season. It was pretty much a showcase game. And of all the quarterbacks in this draft in the that were taken in the first round, he had the least amount of tape. Uh, from North Dakota State, Abby, what are your thoughts?
1: um good job san francisco i knew for i i know i said this in one of the episodes but they there's no way they were gonna get a guy just like the guys he's had that is kyle shanahan there was no way you go from 12 to 3 to pick up a guy who may or may not be better than jimmy g it was as simple as that i give kyle shanahan and uh jonathan credit They did a good job of, yo, as soon as the news broke, everyone said, yo, it's Mac Jones, Mac Jones. I'm like, you bugging. There's no reason for them to go up to 12, I mean, to go up to three. And based off of how the draft uh, went and we got to see it, if they wanted Mac Jones, guess what? He lasted till the pick 15. So Mm -hmm. if they had done nothing, then yeah, they would have likely have gotten Mac Jones anyways. Obviously, that would have changed up the draft order. But regardless, the point is still valid. They get Trey Lance. This is the dude, this is the Josh Allen of this draft, in my opinion. Small school, Carson Wentz. school. Carson Wentz, we've seen, and uh, come out. His first year was okay, second year, MVP. And then uh, slowly, slowly, obviously injuries and head coach, front office issues, Nick Foles coming in, blah, 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 whatever. That situation didn't pan out. But now we'll, we can see Carson Wentz in the Colts, see if he can get that magic back. Trey Lance, Josh Allen type of – he's – Just to put it bluntly, he's the black version of Josh Allen. Like, I I don't want to make this a black or white thing, but I'm just being honest. Like, he can run. He's Josh Allen's physical. He don't give a shit who's in front of him. He will run you over. He'll try to run you over. This man does not care either. And same thing with Josh Allen. Josh Allen could throw the ball 90 yards, but he was not accurate. Until this past year where this man just blew up his accuracy, he worked his ass off because you just can't get accurate blind luck by through blind luck. That's, we know that. So, Trey Lance, hey, if there's anybody that can coach him up, he went to the perfect place. I don't know if he starts, because Jimmy G, I think Jimmy G will be there for probably, I don't know how many games, because I don't think Trey Lance year one is better than Jimmy G right now. So, I think.
0: I think this is an Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes situation right here.
1: Yeah, I think San Francisco, they got the guy, they got the guy for the future um obviously they gave away some picks to get him but they i think kyle shanahan is tired of the same old same old he wanted to spice it up a bit he had kirk cousins he had matt ryan he had jimmy g and now he's like you know what let me see what i can do with one of these dual threats yeah and personally i felt justin fields was in my opinion he may end up being the best player overall in this draft, but. I think Trey Lance has a bigger upside potential or whatever word you want to use for it. Regardless, they Justin Fields, we'll get into him. That man got disrespected, in my opinion, and he's going to, in my opinion, wreck the league. And that's very bad for me because of the team he went to. I am terrified. Yesterday started off great for me in terms of before the draft even started. We'll get into that when one of these picks comes up. And then it ultimately ended up with, ah, uh, so, 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 so. Well, from three, we go to four. This was a no-brainer. If they didn't take a QB, it was going to be Kyle Pitts. They picked him. They are basically saying, yo, Tampa, you guys got a squad on offense. I'm going one-up you. We now may have – we may now have – sorry for my English. It's been a long day. We may now have the best overall Kansas City – You want to talk about Kansas City, you want to talk about Tampa Bay, you want to talk about Buffalo, you want to talk about any of these places. We may now have the best group of offensive talent in the NFL. And can that win you with a lot of games? We'll see because their defense, listen, as we've said, it is beyond suspect in my opinion. Arthur Smith is a offensive coach. All they're really missing is a stud running back. Mike Davis is solid. But obviously the second round is today, second and third round today. There's a couple of backs still out there that they could draft and completely finish this off. But they got two 1,000-yard receivers. One's going to go to the Hall of Fame, Julio Jones. If they don't trade him, God hoping they don't trade him. I want him to stay there. He deserves to stay there. And Hayden Hurst is a very good tight end. And now you basically got the father of all tight ends. And the black and red Yo, man, it just looks cool. The black and red with these these monsters running around on the turf. Oh, man, Matt Ryan is a happy man today.
0: I mean, yeah, he is. Kyle Pitts is the second best offensive weapon I've seen come out in the NFL draft ever. Number one being his teammate, Julio Jones. Because <laughs> you know, when Julio came out, they're like, yeah, no, this is a surefire guy. They said the same thing about Kyle Pitts. Uh, the comp for Kyle Pitts is Dar- um, Darren Waller, and we just saw what he was able to do at the uh, at the tight end position. Who he was the best receiving tight end this season, by far. He was, and to think that he's lining up opposite of yo. Know, he can line up at the wide receiver position opposite of Julio if he needs to. He can play the inside. He can play – he's pretty much going to open up the middle of the field, whatever is left, because, hey, what are you going to do? You're going to shade towards Julio? He's going to be on the other side. You're going to shade towards the Ridley? He's still going to be open, right? And then, yeah, add Hayden Hurst to it, who is an athletic tight end.
1: And don't forget about Russell Gage. He is now the fifth option. That dude can play. He is not a star, but he is a very good third receiver. It's, you know, Atlanta – Weapon-wise, quarterback-wise, O-line is decent still. Listen.
0: Someone's I mean, always going to be open.
1: Someone's always going to be open. He's going to find them. Hopefully, he has enough time to do it. But then we go to the next weapon. In my opinion, this is a mistake. Obviously, the player is not a mistake. I am not trying to say that. Jamar Chase is phenomenal. LSU, Justin Jefferson's teammate, my own Justin Jefferson. Shout out to the Vikings, obviously. Jamar Chase is a monster. He was an opt-out. Obviously, he got COVID, and then he didn't want to risk it, and it's his personal decision. And Cincinnati, listen, now they have they have a great, just like how we talked about the, the Atlanta Falcons. They don't have a tight end per se, but they have a triplets in terms of receivers and Joe Mixon in the backfield. They got Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. If people don't know about Tyler Boyd. He is very, very good. And T Higgins, we saw last year. He's wearing, he representing Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco with the 85. So he is really good. They have three levels to this now in terms of receivers. But in my opinion, Penny Sewell was the guy here. You got to protect the man who right now is rehabbing instead of improving.
0: So I, mean, yeah, that, okay. I guess that that's one of the biggest flaws in, in the Cincinnati team is hey, they could not, he was on pace to be sacked like 50 times in the season.
1: Obviously, Jonah Williams comes back top pick. So they're going to get help back. So they signed Riley reef in the offseason. season. He's a solid player. So they, they did do stuff to help, I guess, address the situation or the problem. But, and I know Joe Burrow is probably happy as hell because yo, yeah. I get my boy back Jamar Chase, They made magic. together. That's end of the day. But in my opinion, Penny, you could have got maybe not Jamar Chase later on, but in the second round, third round, there are going to be receivers that are straight up slept on, or they're just being drafted lower because of the other players being picked ahead of them. I mean, in my opinion, Penny Sewell, bro, he is the most guaranteed player in this draft, if there is one. And in my opinion, they should have taken him.
0: Yeah, because we were just talking um, talk about uh, who's left. Um, Elijah Moore.
1: Oh, there's plenty, guys. We can go. There's Ty Wallace from Oklahoma State. You got Elijah Moore. You got Rondell Moore from Purdue. That man is Tyreek yep, Hill. Yep. No one's Tyreek Hill, but that man is a monster. You got Terrence Marshall Jr. Still. You got Vasher, who I personally like from Texas Tech. You got the the, the Armand. Uh, I don't want to say Armand St. Brown from uh, USC. Yeah. You got Vaughn from USC. There's so many receivers available. Um. I can keep going. I don't want to say miss, say, uh, not say anyone's names, but there's so many receivers that second, third, four. You'll see how many receivers are picked today. Today, round two and three.
0: Yeah, because because so, when I was a uh, when we were watching the draft yesterday, there everyone's talking about yo the this kid Elijah Moore has a first round grade. You know, you could have easily got him in the first, uh, in the second round, but I, I'm kind of excited to see Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Uh, link up back in Cincinnati just because it gives me the they were incredible two seasons ago they were you know if if Jamar Chase played this season and put up numbers I think he would have been it would have been enticing for Atlanta be like do we want Jamar Chase or do we want Kyle Pitts but I think you know as much as I as much as both of us advocated for them to pick a left tackle protect uh, Joe Burrow. I'm really, I really want to see what it looks, uh, what the LSU connection looks like uh, moving on from one wide receiver to another. I don't think it's much of a surprise. Miami Dolphins selected Jalen Waddle from Alabama. Jalen Waddle is probably one of the fastest wide receivers in this draft, If not the fastest, um,
1: Speed kills. And Miami got speed, bro. Will Fuller, they got him. They got Jalen Waddle now. They got Devontae Parker still. They got Mike Gesicki. They have the second round still to get a running back. Listen, uh, Tua, I love what some of these teams are doing with these young quarterbacks. You know what? You may have been bad or may have had some issues the previous year. We'll get into another one, your own former team. I mean, your favorite team, I mean. But let's get them. You know what? We're going to leave. No stone unturned. We're going to give you help if you fuck this up it's on you and then deuces to you and then we'll get somebody in here that can play tua is only in his second year but listen this team waddle fuller parker jesicki now they just need a, a really stud level running back in my opinion
0: and this is perfect for them because you know just like pre, uh, just like the round, um, the pick before you get the LSU connection, you here you get the Alabama connection. You get someone to is comfortable with. Hey, maybe that's all these young quarterbacks needs is that one guy they're comfortable with. In this case, they you know they came out of the same school, but you know you get. uh Let's think about it. When Cam Newton got Greg Olson, that's when Cam's career started taking off, right? You just got to get. The, you get you just gotta get your quarterback one guy he's comfortable with and you can see him easily take off so i think that that's going to be the positive here in in miami i guess you know a lot of us were hoping you know because of the news that we're going to talk about later that miami would hop in in this conversation but uh that always will say still that
1: can. For, always okay
0: that that's a conversation for later which you could get really interesting down in miami but let's move on to one of your division rivals in the Detroit Lions who decided that, hey, Pene Sewell just dropped to a place that we didn't think he was going to be. So let's take him. And I think this is a perfect fit for Detroit simply for the fact that when we were doing the mouth draft, we didn't think Pene Sewell was going to be here. And we are like, hey, if, they, if, if Justin Fields is there, they're going to take Justin Fields. But because Pene Sewell was there, they drafted Pene Sewell help build that old line. There's a lot of things wrong in Detroit, but between you and I, we both know that number one place you should start building your team is the offensive line and defensive line. And that's what they did here.
1: I really wish they took a receiver because this makes me feel like they know what the hell they are doing. And I hate that. I don't want these teams to now figure shit out. Like, come on, man. Like, okay, fine. You get the now Detroit. Listen, they got some, Hey, Taylor Decker, He's a stud. He plays left tackle. So I assume Penny is will be the right tackle for now, unless they just, I don't know, they flip flop, whatever, but they now have possibly the best duo of tackles in the NFL. They have, I think Ragnall is his name, who's a center for the team. So they're building the O-line, their D-line. I don't even know any player on their D-line. So that's the next thing they got to work on. They obviously, last year, they drafted uh, Akuda for the, the corner position. So... They don't have any offensive weapons really besides, uh, Hawkinson and the running back Swift. So it's still gonna be a rough year in Detroit, in my opinion. But they have started off this new regime with a, the most surefire player, in my opinion, that you could have picked, and they got him.
0: Okay, with, and then we go moved. ahead. I was gonna say we move on to.
1: This Perry. is where the shock started for me. Going yeah. from
0: here, um, I don't. Oh, who did we have them taking? We had I had them taking offensive line help with Rashawn Slater, but in this case, they picked J.C. Horn, who was the first defensive player off the off the draft boards, and I don't think either of us saw this one coming. Um, I'm a little sh- surprised about this. I wasn't sure what to say of this because. You know, you you have Sam Darnold, and we keep talking about hey, Sam Darnold had no protection down in up in here up here in Jersey with a with the New York Jets, you know, and that 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 might have been the main issue. And if they didn't go there, you know, you still had a weapon like Devontae Smith out there. Maybe you want to get him an extra weapon with Robbie Anderson and uh Christian McCaffrey, but they decide to take JC Horn, who uh arguably the best corner in this draft, or, well?
1: In my opinion, he was the best corner. But I was just shocked because of the players available, and that was Justin Fields, let's be honest. Justin Fields was still there. I understand you got Sam Darnold, but, bro, at eight, you take – listen, this is – they. their defense has a lot of young talent, and they need to build the defense, and this was a great, great pick. He basically replaces James Bradbury, who is now on your Giants. So yeah. – so this is a great pick for them, in my opinion. But it was kind of shocking because of the player that was still available at the time.
0: And I think it's also shocking at this point because this is one of the the picks that we talked about that could be traded. That Sam, Arnold,
1: we're all in, boy. And I'm actually happy for him. He, he has a team yeah. around him that's all in.
0: So the, it's going to be something exciting seeing Carolina if they can build on that young defense. Um now we move on to this, the back-to-back corners drafted in this uh, drafted with Pat Sertan the second. This goes- was
1: the best pick in the whole draft, really, because of what the pick represents. Simple as that. Hey, they could have picked up me. It doesn't matter because of what this pick represents, and the pick—the only pick this could have been—is two players. It couldn't have been Fields and it couldn't have been Jones, and if they had picked one of those two, it would have changed the dynamic for something else possibly occurring, within the coming days. But the fact that they picked Pats or Ten, who for either him or Horn, best corners, they may now have the best secondary in the NFL. Justin Simmons, uh, Kareem Jackson, you have uh, they they signed Kyle Fuller.
0: Ronald you still Darby, have, now you have Ryan Callahan and Bryce Callahan. Bryce
1: Callahan has a slot, and then you have, I think they saying
0: Darby too. Yeah, they have Darby too. Yep. So they
1: have legitimately four corners, and and possibly the best one of the best safeties. Just two, uh, Justin Simmons, is one of the best safeties, and they have a great duo. And obviously, they get Von Miller back, and then they got Bradley Chubb on the side.
0: Who so, they just picked up his option.
1: So, in terms of defense, we all know what Vic Fangio represents a defense. They're missing. One thing, one thing, we all know what that is. Oh, and yesterday we got news for a guy. Oh, and if I'm the man upstairs, the guy who used to be the one thing, he already got one big fish to come. Throw that fish hook out there one more time. This time he ain't a free agent. But if I'm him, Mr. Elway, one of the goats himself. Go get him. Go get him. And that's what this pick represents to me. That they didn't draft one of those two guys. They drafted a player that helps them, and also can help them because of what they can still do.
0: All right, let's wrap up the top ten with
1: a the trade. Eagles. The trade where the Dallas Cowboys decided to do business with the Eagles School and the I, Giants. And, in my opinion, this was this kind of made sense because Sertan and Horn was gone. So Dallas probably had zero problems doing this because they knew that the Eagles were never going to take a player that they, we wanted yeah. because there's no way that, that, uh, the Cowboys wanted Devonte Smith. That's clear as day. They already have enough receivers. So this was a, this is probably the best thing that, 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 could have happened to the Cowboys. They, they lose that on the pick two, out of it. They got a third round pick out of it because of not being able to take any of the two corners that, Deserved, you could say, to be picked that high. And Devontae Smith is now eagle. And Jalen Hurts, Alabama to Alabama. Here we go.
0: Yeah, I think, putting my bias aside, um, I think, again, this is exactly what you need to do with your young quarterback, is get someone that he's probably comfortable playing with. Right? You, we just talked about with Tua and Waddle. Now we got Jalen Hurts playing with Devontae Smith. Uh Devontae Smith just showed us absolutely everything that he probably deserved to be the number one wide receiver off the board in this draft. Right? Size might be an issue, whatever it may be, that he was not he was the third wide receiver off the board. Uh not to discredit the other two who are fantastic players, but it's gonna be really interesting in Philadelphia because now, yeah. Just the Dallas Cowboys and Eagles making this decision, um, making this choice that hey, Devontae Smith can haunt both of the NFC East for the next twelve years. For all we know, he's that good.
1: Well, yeah, and then I think yeah, the Eagles. I think everyone wins here. Eagles get their receiver. Yeah, they get. They ended up uh, getting a first round pick next year from the doll from the forty 49- nine. Wait, Dolphins.
0: 49, no, Dolphins, yes.
1: Yeah, so they end up getting the player they wanted or needed also, and now they have two first-round picks next year, and they get to help Jalen Hurts, and the O-line hopefully comes back healthy. The Eagles fans could. It was a great day for the Eagles fans yesterday, in my opinion. And now we get to the most controversial
0: wait, wait. Uh, or Hold on, epic... before we do that, of the top 10 players, who's going to make the most most immediate impact on their team?
1: Um, well, I think you got to go with number one guy.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Trevor Lawrence.
1: But right. if we go outside of QB, then I would say, hmm, mm, that's tough. Mm, that's hard.
0: I think outside of QB has got to be Kyle Pitts.
1: I would, I would say Kyle Pitts.
0: I mean, he's going to be the one that, hey, Atlanta has you're, a chance. You're, you're a
1: starting. You're, we got, you, you gain the ball, and they got to stop us. So he is what the philosophy is surrounded around. So that's why I would say him outside of a QB, it would be him. But now
0: that it's a, you know, Matt Ryan had his most amazing seasons with Tony Gonzalez at tight end. So just throwing that out there.
1: Another point. And now we get to your giants swapping picks. First time Dave Gellman has done this. He said he he wouldn't do it because he doesn't want to get fleeced. He did not get fleeced. He ended up getting a fourth round pick, a fifth round pick, and another number one next season if he's a the GM there. And we'll see about that. But so either the new GMs are going to have a very nice deal or he is doing a better job, in my opinion. In my opinion, this offseason, he has done a great job. And so, especially last offseason, there's this one yeah. thing called quarterback position that needs to be fully addressed. And we'll see if it is, if the choice he made is the right choice. But that's a conversation for another day. But they trade with the Chicago Bears. And as soon as I saw the trade, I knew these motherfuckers are going to take. I knew who the hell they were going to take. They're going to correct the error they, they committed four years ago when it was clearly, yo, it's Deshaun Watson. And I understand Patrick Mahomes, no one saw this coming. But Deshaun Watson was the guy. Pedigree, Clemson, won a national championship. Lost another one. He's the guy. Obviously, now we, let's be honest, Deshaun Watson. now. We don't know how he really is, but we'll wait. We'll, we'll wait before we give a verdict on his character until some more news comes out. But regardless of the point, the Bears drafted Trubisky, epic fail. He is now a backup in Buffalo. But now, in my opinion, this was the only move Ryan Pace, and Matt Nagy could have made to save their jobs and potentially go on so-called borrowed time. They draft Justin Fields, and I hate it. I hate it because the Bears have never had a QB. They've always had defenses. Jake Cutler was the best QB they ever had before this, in my opinion. Yep. Just on talent-wise, he was the best QB in uh, the last 50 years for the Bears. So Justin Fields... This guy has all the makeup. Allen Robinson is still there. The O-line needs work. Mooney is a solid player. Jimmy Graham is still there. Cole Clement is solid. The defense still has some pieces. So I don't know if the Bears are going to be – this is going to make an immediate impact. But in in terms of the future, hey, I think they found the guy. They finally found the guy.
0: It's kind of weird to think in the last – 20 years of the NFC North that Jay Cutler might be the fourth best quarterback in that division.
1: 20 years? Well, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre.
0: Matt Stafford.
1: Uh, Matt Stafford. I would say Kirk Cousins is better than Jay Cutler. I mean, uh, besides that, yeah, that would be that would be the list. It'd be but yeah, he'd be the fifth best quarterback. That's 20 years. That's yeah. a,
0: that's a very good short list, but uh, between me and you, we've been asking for Justin Fields to be drafted. Like we we want to see him succeed. Which now it's more of a hey, like Lamar Jackson went to a culture that fit him, right? Ozzie Newsom can see talent. Absolutely, one of the most brilliant talent evaluators the NFL's ever seen. Right? And then you get John Harbaugh, who is a Super Bowl winning coach, and they saw that, hey, this is a, this kid has a special set of skills that we need to build on, and they hired the correct offensive coordinator for that. Right? So like I, I see this pick as much of the Justin Fields pick as much uh, similar to the way the Lamar Jackson pick is. And what sucks for Justin Fields is he's going to a culture and organization that does not handle quarterbacks well, and that's that's the sad thing that I'm gonna uh, that we're gonna have to see here is can they figure it out with the quarterback? Because Justin Fields has a very promising future if they f- do this right, and that that's what we're gonna have to see here is hey the the team addressed the need. At quarterback, but is the team going to address the fact that they pretty much suck at developing a quarterback? And we shall see, and hey, maybe at the end of this...
1: Oh, we'll but see. next year,
0: Ron this Kay- will really
1: come back to bite them in the ass, because obviously, I, we don't assume they're going to be good this year, because at the end of the day, he's still a rookie, and this team is still not that great. But even though they made the playoffs last year, whatever, that was very sus, them making the playoffs. They basically backdoored into the playoffs because of Arizona, Kyle Murray getting hurt. So, but um, that first-round pick the Giants have next year, it could potentially be a top 10. It should be a top 10 pick, in my opinion.
0: 0-17, baby.
1: I don't know about all that.
0: 4-13, and at best. This
1: team got too much. To, I think they can go probably, like, you know, uh, seven and 10. Yeah. They're probably
0: going seven and 10. I know that.
1: And then we go to your NFC East rival. We go to Dallas Cowboys. They pick, in my opinion, the best defensive player in the draft, Michael Parsons. Yep. Man is a bigger Devin white. In my opinion, he is a freak. He opted out last year. So obviously that may have caused him to drop, but he's a 240 pound missile running a four, three linebackers running four, three are very, 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 very rare. And now, in my opinion, the Cowboys have the, on potential, the most dynamic linebacking core in the NFL. The bad part about this is that's only three players. The other eight are all sus, in my opinion, because they got nobody I can Mm -hmm. name in the secondary. So this does not help them at all immediately, in my opinion, defensively. Obviously, we still have the rest of the draft to go. Mr. Giants fan.
0: Thoughts. I mean, if we're being honest here, they have three defensive players total. Right? Four. Four now. Four now. No, because we as great I as gotta they, give
1: respect to Marcus Lawrence too. I still gotta give him some respect. As he living I, up I'm not the talking
0: about him, I'm talking about as great as Leighton Van Der Esch is, he can't stay healthy.
1: Okay, so I'm taking health out of it though.
0: If we're taking health out of it, yeah, they got four defensive players, they got the best linebacking core. In the NFL. Too
1: bad he needs seven more.
0: Too bad. Yeah. One, too bad he needs seven more. And well, one, I guess let, let's start with the trade back. That was first great move by Jerry Jones because the two guys that you're probably going to take were gone off the board. With oh, Jason yeah. Those
1: two, those two clearly were the two guys they were going to pick.
0: Right. So great decision to move back. Right. Now, at least they addressed the defense. That's in, my opinion, two great points.
1: in my opinion, they should have taken Rashawn Slater. Because Tyron Smith is getting older. You have Zach Martin still for a couple more years. He's getting older also. You have Lael Collins. Travis Frederick came back.
0: He's also like 32. He's up there. So maybe.
1: Rashawn Slater could have been a guy. Oh, he may have not started, but he was clearly – He would have been clearly – You have a great backup plan, and he was – once Tyron Smith or someone called it quits, boom.
0: Also, you uh forget to mention that he has played left tackle, right tackle, and both offensive guard positions. I
1: think Rashawn Slater should
0: Northwestern should
1: have been the pick because they basically strengthened this one strength, so-called strength in quotes on defense. That's the linebackers. But don't fault them, best player on defense. They in the whole draft, they got him. And hey. We'll see how this goes. Obviously, this is only the first round. We got a lot more to go. This whole draft should be defense for Dallas, in my opinion. They shouldn't even look offensively.
0: All right. Let's move on to pick number 13, who is the aforementioned Rashawn Slater to the, the Los Angeles Chargers.
1: What the Cincinnati Bengals should have done is what the Chargers did. The Chargers, they have Mike Williams. They got Keenan Allen. They got Austin Eckler. They have have decent to very good. uh, Keenan Allen, in my opinion, one of my favorite receivers in the NFL, the most underrated receiver in the NFL, maybe because he's not the fastest guy. But all I know is he's always open. He's always open. I don't give a shit how he does it. He's always open. He always catches the ball. The Chargers are. (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me. The Chargers are building. They got the QB. Now protect the QB. He was not injured last year. (coughs) Sorry about that. Knock on wood. He was not injured last year, and you want to keep it that way. So what do we do? We get the player who some people say is better than Sewell. It's him or the other way around. It's either Slater or Sewell. So you basically get potentially the best lineman in the draft at 13 without doing anything, and you only better your team. Obviously, on defense next year, you get Derwin James back. Um, Joy Bo- They already have Nick Bosa. I mean, Joey Bosa, my really? bad. They got the the linebacker last year. I'm forgetting his name. They picked up Kenny uh, Kenneth Murray last year. The, the, this team the, they they are slowly they're building. They got they got players.
0: On top of that, you just just mentioned it's another year of Justin Herbert, like just maturing. So this team is going to be interesting to watch because they got the weapons. They got pretty good running backs. Uh, you build on the offensive line. You got someone that's going to protect Justin Herbert for the next ten years. I'm just excited to see what they like, what how they build towards the future in the later uh, later in the draft. But speaking of offensive linemen, the New York Jets decided to trade up
1: with my Minnesota Vikings because, in my opinion, if Slater was there at 14, the Vikings would have took him. Easily, in my opinion. But since he wasn't, you know what? Let's – we don't have a second-round pick. Let's get picks. The Jets were willing to go up. They went from 23 all the up to 14. The Vikings ended up getting two third-round picks. Now they have four. Great move for them. And now great move for the Jets because they get Elijah Vera Tucker. This man is basically – people are calling him potentially Zach Martin. And he is – listen, you get Zach Wilson – You got to do him right. You got to keep him upright. The GM said, Joe Douglas, we have to do what the old regime didn't do for Sam Darnold. They got Mekhi Beckton. Now they got Tucker probably playing right next to him. So they got the old line coming. The old line is looking good. Zach Wilson, if he plays, if he's anywhere near what people think he will be, that's great for him. You got Corey Davis. You got Jameson Crowder. You got Keenan Cole. You still need one more receiver. They could. They have the second pick in the second round. So they could easily take, hey, yo, Elijah Moore or Terrence Marshall is still there. So I think this team could look very different next season going forward.
0: Imagine being a defensive end lining up against that left side with Beckton and uh, Vera Tucker.
1: Oh, Hugh D- uh, Joe Douglas so far, A-plus in everything he's doing.
0: Yeah, we love this offseason so far. We love what he's done in the draft. Uh, let's see what he does early in the second round. But you and get so now
1: much. we go to an AFC East team, the New England Patriots, getting a guy I don't think they should have taken him. Am I saying he's going to be bad? No, I don't think he'll be great either. All these bullshit things saying he's baby Tom. You can miss me with all that. There's only one Tom Brady ever, the GOAT, Matt Jones. I don't care about the pictures of him looking like shit, just like Tom Brady did at the 40 when he at the Combine. That doesn't mean anything. Mac Jones, listen, Cam Newen, I bet. That's what he's saying right now. You got a guy. He's in a top 10 pick. He's still a top first-round pick. But Cam Newton, you can miss me with making this rookie start next season because he's not going to. Cam Newton is going to hold him off as long as he can. Cam Newton, whatever last motivation you needed, Jared Siddham last year. Get out of here. Third-round pick for whatever Jared Statham was. That was never a threat. Now, you have a legit threat. Cam knew it. You got the weapons. You got the coach. You got the defense players back. Let's go.
0: The, nothing against Mac Jones, but if we're talking about pocket-present quarterbacks, right? He is good at that. I give him that, though. He, here's my – yeah, he's very good at that. But here's my concern is – Who's the last pocket passer quarterback get a second contract?
1: Well, Matt Ryan, Jimmy G. Come on, man. They're there are Kirk Cousins. He, Kirk Cousins can move a little bit.
0: Jared, there, Jared there are
1: still those guys out there. It's just, it's just, uh, you yeah. at this point, you don't think that's the best formula.
0: And I don't, yeah, but that that's my concern here is I don't think it is because the last one was Jared, uh, Jared Goff, right? Now what? Hey, like you get up, you get the right offensive line uh, in front of them, then great. But you know, you guys just lost Joe Tooney,
1: they got Trent Brown back,
0: they got Trent Brown back. I agree there, but hey, like you guys had other needs, right? You're you guys are shopping Stefan Gilmore, so you might need a defensive back, right? You just Julian Edelman retired, Patrick Chung retired. Yes, you guys filled in those positions. You guys spent your money wisely in the offseason. But don't you guys think that Cam Newton deserves a chance where he's where he's not dealing with COVID, he's not dealing with players being out because of COVID, he's not dealing with you know, his arm being an issue, his foot being an issue. He he's going to be fully yeah. healthy. Um Hey, if Mac Jones is gonna be Mac is gonna be great in the NFL, I can I, I personally see him being as a very good quarterback, not a great quarterback. But is it is this pick you know because you know Saban and Belichick have a great relationship, or is it because Bill Belichick really sees Mac Jones as the future of the Patriots? Right? So like that that's my thing is. Hey, as great, as great, you guys can keep making these comparisons to Tom Brady, but Abby just said it. There's only one Tom Brady. All right. I
1: think I think Bill Belichick is smart, and he's probably not gonna play next year. And Cam Newton, if Cam Newton needed another fire to light, he got it now. This is Cam's team, if they're gonna win, it's gonna be because of Cam next year, not because of Mac Jones. And, and
0: yeah, what happens if they do win? Right.
1: My question, my real question is, if New England didn't take him. Where would he have been picked? That's my question. I think if you, I can't really make a case. The only two teams I see that could have picked them was 19, Washington. I don't think they would have, and 24 with Pittsburgh. And I don't think they would have either because of the player they took, they needed more badly, or actually, no, three teams. And then 28 with the Saints. So, I mean, theoretically, it could have easily been if they didn't take him, this man would slip into the next round.
0: But throwing two teams out there, what about number 17, Las Vegas?
1: No, I think Derek Carr is better than Mac Jones.
0: Okay. There's um, no reason for
1: you to replace him with him.
0: Number 32?
1: Number 32. No, hell no. Yeah. I don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are t- taking them. No.
0: Okay, so – I mean, yeah, he could have slipped to the second round.
1: But we got – from him, we go to the Cardinals. They do not choose to go offense. They've made a lot of waves with offense this offseason. And now they got J.J. Wah. They get um, Chandler Jones back from injury. So, And now they add Xavion Collins, who could be the best linebacker in this draft from Tulsa. Obviously, since he played at Tulsa, he didn't go to a big school, but still his name was out there. And Arizona, they got to build a defense. And I think they're headed in a good direction doing that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, they were comparing him to kind of a uh, – I think they compared him to Vontaze Perfect.
1: Oh. If he doesn't like, do the, the dirty things, and that's a very good pick.
0: Because uh, he's like a big linebacker with the speed. Um, he, he can move around. He a hard hitter. So, I think, yeah, no – it's time for Arizona to look like, okay, you know, we got everything that Colin Murray needs to succeed. You know, we just signed a running back in James Conner. We signed another wide receiver in AJ Green to, you know, pair with Christian Kirk and DeAndre Hopkins. And we still don't know the status of Larry Fitzgerald. He could all, he can also be on this team, you know, before the uh, before the offseason ends. So I I think this is a smart move by Arizona because if we're being honest here, it's pretty much playoffs or bust for Cliff, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Because I, I don't want to talk about another man's job, but.
1: Oh, yeah. They don't want to make the playoffs. He gone. He gone, gone.
0: Pretty much it.
1: And now we get to another regime that they are up for the trophy for. What are they doing? Pick. Of the first round because I'm not coming at any of these guys because all of these guys are kids. They could all be great players. I am not trying to discredit the player they picked, Alex Leatherwood. I hope he becomes a Hall of Famer. I am not going to act like I am going to say this pick was not justified. But in terms of value and where to draft a player, that I can question. And that that's what it seems like it keeps happening with this team. They drafted Clean Farrell. I think two years ago, yeah, when fourth. nobody thought he was going to be picked that high, people thought he would be a first-round pick, but they picked him third overall. So this is like a continuous pattern. Josh Jacobs was a was a value pick, and that was that turned out to be really good. Uh, Jonathan mm-hmm. Abram is a really good player. He just can't stay healthy. Last year he did as a good player. Their free agency moves have all been garbage. We've mm-hmm. seen that with this mm-hmm. past season. They did a great job getting Darren Waller. That's the pickup of the, of the, maybe of their 10 year tenure of the last decade for the Raiders, getting Darren Waller and keeping him on the right path. But Alex, yo, know, this man, I'm just going by evaluation. He was a second round pick in terms of people getting him. You picking yeah. him 17, trade down, trade down, build more, get more picks. You need help on this team.
0: Yeah, I think they, they Mel Kuyfer had him listed mid to late second round.
1: And he's not even better than Gabe Jackson or Rodney Hudson that you let go. So if you were going to do this, just keep the players you already had. I don't understand this. Listen, John Gruden, bro, man, that one ring, he's done a lot with one ring. I give him that. He's done a lot with one ring. Listen, I love the man in terms of his commentary. I miss him on Monday Night Football. He is a great personality for the sport. But, bro, four years in, this has been a mess. Just like Arizona. Listen, this man got a 10-year deal. I don't give a shit. One more year, they missed the playoffs. If they finish fourth in the division, which I feel they will, bro, you got to go. Mike Mayak, I loved him on NFL Network. But just because you're really great at uh, evaluating okay. players, yeah, it doesn't mean you're going to be a great GM. And so far, it's, it's, uh, it's still up in there. I'm going to give him another chance this year. And then we go to – actually, no, go ahead.
0: Uh, Your thoughts dude, on – My idea. thoughts on – my thoughts on this were like, yeah, first of all, if if you're – I want to know what their draft board looked like, if I'm being honest here.
1: I want to know how much higher they felt Alex Leatherwood was from Christian Derrissaw, who the Vikings picked. Later on, we will discuss. Because in my opinion, it was those three. It was Henny Sewell, um, Slater, Darisaw. Yep. Those three were the big tackles available. Alex Leatherwood was never mentioned in the first round.
0: Yeah, on top of that, like I am pretty I don't even think at this point like okay, we're at 17 here, right? Let, let's let's think through the process. That that's the first one that you, you you just mentioned the first one is like it how much better is Alex Leatherwood than Christian Darrisaw? That that's what they're probably viewing. Right? I think the second option is who's the best player on the dra- uh, on the board right now? right? They could have
1: picked the next guy, Jalen Phillips. They need passers badly. They could have picked him. They could have picked Cody Pay. They could have picked Caleb Farley, who, if it wasn't for the medical, he's the best defensive player in this whole draft. Real talk. He's the best. I've seen him in Virginia Tech. This man could be a superstar corner. It's just he has two back injuries. God knock on wood that he stays good. Greg Newsome, in terms of, listen, he got picked 26. This man, I've seen his I'm not – obviously, I'm not Mel Kiper. I'm not uh, Todd McShay. I've watched his so-called tape. i watched film of him a little bit. This dude is technically sound. Greg, yep. the, the problem is he went to Northwestern, but guess what Northwestern plays? They play Ohio State. They play these teams. This man held his that. own. This man, bro, I don't know what – Um, listen, knock on wood for them. Raiders, Alex Underwood becomes a pro bowler. I don't know. I never wish anyone bad, any of these players. They're all kids. They're all trying to make a name for themselves. They're all trying to feed their families. But in terms of value, bro, I think you could have traded down or picked uh, someone else. But, yeah, we'll see with the Raiders. And now we go to the second pick for the Miami Dolphins in the first round. This dude is the biggest enigma in this draft in terms of talent. He may be the best pass rusher. Dylan Phillips from Miami, but there are a lot of question marks about him, and I think they're riding with the upside. Miami needs a pass rusher, and they're getting that with this with this guy. And if he can be what people think he can be, then this is a home run at pick eighteen.
0: Yeah, I think uh, what they're basing it off of was the year before he was the second leading sack man in the nation behind, you know, Chase Young. And on top of that, there, there's there points where he didn't want to play football. That, he exactly. didn't that, do... that
1: scares me, man. That's, bro, that scares me.
0: He didn't want to do this. He didn't want to do that. And, like, you know, Miami, it, if we're being honest here, it, is Miami a place that you want a player who is not, not the team itself, the city itself?
1: Well, he was already at the U.
0: Exactly. So he like you,
1: ain't He ain't going too far. He's just going from stadium to stadium. He 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 had he's the only player that didn't have to take a flight yesterday.
0: Yeah, he he's not too far away from where he's where he was just played college. Like he's in a pretty good place where hey, if he wants to decide he wants to retire, guess what? He's still got a signing bonus, he's got money. That that'd be my only concern with a player that you know who's who's questioned his own retirement already. And he's only what 22? But overall, hey, if he pans out, th- this is what they need in the, especially in this division now. With you know Cam Newton, um, Josh Allen, Josh Allen and Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, yeah. You, you you, and on top of that, just the the conference itself. You still got Mahomes, you got Baker, you got hopefully Deshaun Watson. But hey, if you're if you're not it, you need two things here. You need a quarterback who's ready to win, and you need a pass rush, especially in the AFC right now because there, there are so many young QBs who if you can't get to them, they are going to light you up, and that's what the NFL is right now.
1: And then so, we go to Washington. Uh, Jamion Davis, listen, I, I did not hear his name that much before the draft, so I'm not going to act like I know that much about him. Kentucky. Um, obviously the, uh, Thomas Davis has retired, so they needed to replace that ro- uh, void. So he does help them. They're, they're adding strength to their strength because their defense is their strength. They have the best D line in the NFL, to be honest with all the past Alabama, Ohio State. They got plenty of dudes on the D line. Their secondary, Landon Collins will be back. You have uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie on Davis now. So they, they have players now on defense, so in my opinion, they just added to their strength. Um, obviously, they got Ryan Fitzpatrick. There was no quarterback worthy of being picked here. They got Curtis Samuel. They got Terry McLaurin. Tight end could have been picked here, even though I don't think there's a player worthy of being picked this high. So he must have been the best player on their board, and props to them.
0: I mean, I think this is just a smart move to make here is because you have – just like you said, your quarterback, a quarterback is probably one of their biggest needs. But hey, if the guy's not there, he's not there. So build on a strength. Your defense was what led you to the playoffs. What gave you a chance in the wild card game? So might uh, or divisional round. Just so, just let it, just keep building on that. I'm, I'm not too familiar with Jamin Davis. But given that Ron Rivera used to be a former middle linebacker, I I'm assuming that he knows how to read talent. So I'm hoping. Well, I'm not hoping for much because they're in my division.
1: And from that division, well, and one team from the division, actually. we go to the your team, the New York Giants, they trade down and they get in my opinion, I guess this is the player they wanted. There's news that they, they would have taken Devontae Smith if he hadn't been taken already, so I guess they trade down. They get Kadarius Tony. This man is a Bird. weapon, is the best way for me to phrase it. He can take a five-yard slant all into the, the house. He is, listen, nobody's Tyreek Hill. I'm not saying that, but this man got that giddy-up. And the Giants, listen, just like what, um, um, what other team is doing this, in my opinion, there's Teams out like like Miami getting Jalen Waddell and already getting Will, signing Will Fuller. That's what the Giants are doing. Daniel Jones. This is your prove a year. Saquon Barkley got was injured the second game of the season, so you get Saquon. So theoretically, you get John Ross, a, a deep thread receiver, Kenny Galladay, an all around receiver, Saquon Barkley, the one of the universally recognized backs in the game, and now Kadarius Tony added. So four weapons that you did not technically have last year, on top of Kyle Rudolph, we, he has a foot issue. But if not, he's a reliable target. You get five new weapons. Daniel Jones, this is it. You you screw this up, you're, you're out of a job.
0: It's a good thing that Chicago gave us their first round pick next year. But
1: uh, yeah, if you want QB next year, then you got two picks.
0: But overall, it was just like watching his highlights. This man is fast, and he gets open in a hurry.
1: It was his show with Kyle Pitts in Florida last year.
0: Right, and then on top of that, guess what? You got a great weapon in – you just signed a great weapon in um, Kenny Galladay. Darius Slayton has been amazing in a deep ball threat. Intermediate, we just talked about it, uh, Sterling Shepard is there. And you still got two tight ends that can help you out, and Saquon Barkley in the backfield. This this kid is put in a position to succeed. Both him, both as a rookie in Tony, and then your in your quarterback in Daniel Jones. So, I mean, personally, I didn't think we necessarily needed another weapon. You know, if Devontae Smith was there, obviously I would be perfectly fine with taking I was really hoping to, but you know, as a Giants fan, we have no pass rusher, right? Our defense only got sacks because they're mostly coverage sacks because Bradbury would just lock anyone up. That was across from him. So like, you know, guy who we're going to talk about next, quitty pay was available. So like that that's the like the one thing I'm looking at is how like how how high was Kadarius Tony on your draft board compared to Quiddy Pay Which is now if we move on to the next pick number 21 with the Indianapolis Colts who decided to pick Quitty Pay I think what actually uh, the what I'm seeing here is if the Giants picked Quidipe Pay at 20 I think Indianapolis would have picked the uh, Kadarius Tony at 21. Okay. Because we talked about them needing another weapon with the Pittman and T.Y. Hilton.
1: Well, regardless, I think both both teams get a, somewhat of a need. Obviously, the Colts now quit pay. Listen, I've been speaking on this man's story. Once he got picked up, the first thing he said was, My mom will never, my mom is retired now because she will never have to work another day in her life. And that's how it should be. This man is now secure. His family's secure. Now all he got to do is now go out there, play ball, and build a future for himself. Could he pay Colts? Solid pickup. Um, build that defense up. Darius Leonard is already on that defense. They, um, they have of course, plenty probably. of players on that defense. Uh, Eber uh, is doing a great job there. Could they use another weapon? Obviously, the second, third, fourth. This, this, like I said, this draft is loaded with depth, with weapons, and they get Marlon Mack back. They have um, Jonathan Taylor, they have weapons. T.Y. Hilton came back, so the Colts looking good so far. Um, but then I love how most of these teams are back-to-back division rivals. So next we get to the Tennessee Titans getting him. This is the biggest risk-reward pick. This and Jalen Phillips on defense, biggest risk-reward pick in the draft. Caleb Farley, this man with no medical issues, would be a top-ten pick. I, I I thought the Cowboys may take him because, obviously, J.C. Horn and um, Sertan were gone. The Cowboys, were they willing to take the – the, they took a, a flyer on Jalen Smith with nerve damage. So,
0: yeah. obviously, that was, was
1: in the second round, so – Maybe if he lasted till the second round, they would have done so. But 22 to get him, I think he was just too good to pass up. This man would have been a top 10 pick easy if there was no flags. This dude is the best corner in this draft in terms of talent. So knock on wood for his health because we all know the Titans, they need help on defense. And this guy, uh, what's his name? Um, Jackson, uh, Adoree Jackson, he didn't really pan out. Uh, Malcolm Butler's gone. So gotta bring in new blood, George Jenkins. Now him. Let's see.
0: Yeah, no, I was just gonna before you uh, you brought it up is you know Dory Jackson is gone. He's in New York now. Malcolm Butler's gone. Did he get a deal?
1: He's in uh, Arizona.
0: He's in Arizona now. So obviously you gotta build you gotta build your defense somewhere. And Picking up a guy at twenty-two who was probably going to be a top-ten pick if healthy, I think that's a value pick right there, especially in the in the early twenties. So I think that's a smart move by Tennessee. If he can stay healthy, it's going to be fun. It it's going to be good. To, good for them.
1: And now, now, go ahead. Go going, ahead.
0: Moving on to your team, who traded down with the New York Jets to draft offensive tackle. Christian Derrissaw from Virginia Tech. I know you've been asking for – when we were talking yesterday, you've been asking for, hey, let Penesul drop. And, you know, when he was slowly making a descent, then Rashawn Slater was still there. I know you've been asking for an offensive tackle. You get Christian Derrissaw. Are you happy with that pick?
1: I am happy with the pick because of where we got him. Because you trade down – As soon as I saw Rashawn Slater go to L.A., I'm like, yo, there's nobody really worth being picked here at this in terms of – because we don't have a second-round pick. So at that point, trade down, we got the Jets to agree to a deal. They get their player. We get down, and we still get, in my opinion, the third-best tackle. Everything I've heard about this guy, he could be a superstar. I've seen the highlights. This man is a mauler, and he fits the system. We need a left tackle. Riley Reef is gone now, and now we – the biggest weakness for the Vikings has been the O-line. And now we've put in assets or um, we've put in um, draft capital into these players. By O'Neal, second-round pick. Garrett, uh, Bradbury, first-round pick. Ezra Cleveland last year, second-round pick. And now another first-round pick. So that's four one-to-two-round picks on your O-line. So you're investing in your O-line where you win games. It's through your O-line and D-line. So there was no D end in my Quiddy Pay if he was there. It was Quitty Pay or him. And Quitty Pay was gone, so they picked him. I love the pick. I've lo- people everything I've heard from different evaluators, it's a great pick. And I am happy because we got two third round picks now on top of getting the player that we probably would have taken at 14 anyways. So you get the player at 14 anyways and two thirds I don't know the only thing that's that bumming me out now is because I'm hearing – I'm seeing a lot of stuff where the Vikings are trying to get Justin Fields and they couldn't do it somehow. Like there's news that he was there trying to trade up. It was too costly. And listen, man, if, yeah, this could really come back to – bite. listen, I love Kirk, but well, Justin, Kirk Cousins may not be the quarterback after next year. I'll be honest. He may be there for two more years. Can you build a good team around him? Yes, and win. I, in my opinion, you can. But bro, if you could have got Justin Fields, bro, Justin Fields with Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen, Justin, yo, I can't even. That earth yo, yo,
0: that RPO option, uh,
1: yo, man. That's the thing. We haven't had a guy where we can just, you know, what? If he can't throw it, that man can bounce. Obviously, we had um, Christian Ponder. Christian Ponder could run a bit. But let's be honest, you know, don't put Christian Ponder in the same – all due respect to the Ponder family. But, bro, all do like, bro, you are not on the same level as Justin. Yeah. You know, this, especially since he goes to the team in your division. It, bro, it's so sick. If he went somewhere else, okay, I can live with that. But you're going to see up front two times a year for the next 20 potential years the guy you so-called tried to trade up and get. So I don't know how I feel about this. I hate seeing this shit now. Oh, they were trying to trade up together. Yo, keep that shit to yourself. I want to read that. So, I don't yeah. know, Kirk Cousins. You win one ring, I I don't give a shit about any of this. So, yeah, we got the player that helps us now. Justin Fields would have helped us later, probably next year, not this year, because uh, he would not be starting this year with Kirk Cousins. But yo, man, this is it's a very very up and down day for me in terms of as a fan.
0: Yeah, I don't think you guys had a guy like this since what? Dante. Ever.
1: Brett Favre was 40, but he couldn't run. The Dante Culpepper and Randall Cunningham.
0: Yep. Yep. That's that's 90s, though. That's 80s, 90s. So
1: But even Culpepper couldn't run like this. That's true. This man ran a four-four at his 40. And he slipped. Go watch the video. If, if whoever hasn't seen the video, the man slipped and ran a four-four. So he's basically a four-three guy with a cannon and We all saw we hit the Clemson. Bro, if you could have got Justin Fields at 11, 12, 13, 14, oh, my God, that would have been a steal. But it is what it is. We can't change what happened yesterday. There are still some quarterbacks out there. Maybe the Vikings will get them for – you never know. But the guy I'm most intrigued with in terms of QB is Jamie Newman. I think if he gets under the right team and he gets a year or two to learn – Jamie Newman, he was supposed to play for Georgia last year, but he opted out mm-hmm. because of COVID. Yep, he would have been the starter. It would whoever these guys were that were starting for Georgia that sucked it up, he would have been starting, and Georgia could have been maybe in the playoffs. We don't even know. But Jamie Newman, before he was at Wake Forest, this man can play. He needs some work, but he can play. He's a, Kyle Trask. Also, I think Kyle Trask, he he can also be a player that can play. So those two are the – and Davis Mills, obviously, that's the name people keep going to. So it's going to be interesting to see who gets these guys. But overall, Vikings fan, a need, got the need, got a really good player with the need, and get two third-round picks. Now we probably – today, the draft starts in four minutes. Now we can probably get back into the second round.
0: Now we move on to number 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers. and Ooh! We, did. we
1: we did it. We spoke this into existence, Lavar Ball style. I said the name before the commissioner even said it out loud. You probably did the same thing at your crib before the commissioner even said it. With the twenty fourth pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers like Najee, Harris. The Steelers are back just by getting this man. Yeah, I've, there is no team on this first round list. They needed a running back. All due respect to um, John O'Connor from uh, who's now in um, Pittsburgh. I mean uh, Arizona. Arizona, yep. bro. Yo, Najee Harris is, in my opinion, he's not a. I'm not gonna call him a poor man's Adrian Peterson because that's disrespectful to Najee Harris. But yo, he's in that. He's in that. Like um, rarefied air. Yeah, there you go. That's a perfect way of putting it.
0: Yeah. No, he simply Okay, what can't he do? There's not much.
1: People said he couldn't catch and then he proved them wrong.
0: Yeah, he was making catches out of the backfield, just absolutely taking over games. And, yeah, we can say he had one of the best offensive lines. But let's be honest here. He ran over people. He was jumping over people. He's making catches out of backfield. He's making people look silly. If you can guarantee, like, three things in Alabama game – One of them was Najee Harris jumping over somebody. He's elusive. He's big. He's fast. He's strong. He's everything you want a running back to be. Uh, He fell to 24. We thought he was going to go to Pittsburgh this entire time. I'm glad he did because I'm excited to see him. And he's going to look so good in the black and gold.
1: And now we go to the second nominee for what are you doing? Pick of the first round with Travis Etienne. Listen, I'm not mocking the player. I love Travis Etienne. He, in my opinion, was the second best running back in the draft, and that's what he ends up going, second best, right after Najee Harris. He goes to Cle- he from Clemson, so he goes to Jacksonville right where Trevor Lawrence is. He gets his buddy again. Same guy to hand him the ball to for the next potential five years, but bro, what the hell are you doing, Jacksonville? You got a guy making no money, no money in James Robinson. You have the the, the NFL dream of a 1,000-yard rusher who's undrafted in his rookie year. You have him. You sign Carlos Hyde. You pick Travis Etienne. And Urban Meyer, I respect the man in terms of his pedigree. He knows more football. He has forgotten more football. Stephen A. Smith's best line. He has forgotten more football than I will ever know. But, bro, the man came out and said, Travis Etienne is likely going to be the third down back. Bro, you drafted a third-down back with the twenty-fifth overall pick? Are you serious? Rashad Bateman is right there. Elijah Moore.
0: Did Greg I miss him. something?
1: When the hell did Jacksonville draft Julio Jones? When did they trade for him? Am I missing something here? Because I understand you have a DJ Chark, solid receiver. Marvin Jones, solid receiver. But, bro, you gotta be kidding me. If you drafted a third-round, third, third, uh, down back with a twenty-fifth overall pick. Go ahead, take time. I can't even. This, this shit got me tight.
0: Yeah, no. I was sitting there. I'm like, yo, they're going to, you know.
1: By the way, that defense is still sus. And the next player but, that got picked after them, they could have really picked him and got a dynamic duo going.
0: And that's exactly what I just said. I was like, yo, Greg Newsom was right there. You pair him with CJ Henderson. You got your pick from last year. What's his name? Um, Kaylon Von on, You got Josh Allen the outside linebacker coming back, you're building a really good young defense for years to come. And nothing against Travis Etienne, who is absolutely a great person, great running back, smart guy. But are you really feeling a need here? I don't think so. Because Carlos Hyde can give you, I think James Robinson missed two games and they were tanking at the end of the season. And he still rushed for over a thousand yards. Right, and guess what? His deal—he's an undrafted free agent. Hey, say in five years that you don't want him playing for you anymore. He's—he's he's got quote unquote—gotten old for a running back. Well, you don't have to pay him. You're pretty much paying him nothing for the next three, four years. So, like, I think it—I I couldn't understand what they're doing here because now you're paying two running backs. One who's pretty much free. And would you say that Travis Etienne is better than James Robinson right now?
1: I would say he's better than him. But, bro, first, I'm not taking him. I'm going to be honest. James Robinson, bro, he came out Illinois State. He would have had – he could have been the leading rusher in the NFL if they didn't, like, basically shut him down. They shut him down the last two games. He could have been top three in rushing. He ended up top five. But, bro, he can do everything. He's making no money. Like, I hope he gets his money, but let's be honest here. That's an NFL team. As a team perspective, that's a dream. A running back who's a stud making no money? Am I missing something? Okay, Urban Meyer, do you, bro? I don't agree with the pick. And Travis Etienne, I love the player, but still, not worthy, in my opinion. Of He's worthy of being a first-round pick. He just shouldn't have been picked there. And then we get to, this is my, yo, the Cleveland Browns. This team has done everything possible. To fix the defense, and they went out and got Troy Hill from uh, the Rams, Josh Johnson from the Rams. They got uh, Grant Delpit, who got who's coming back from the Achilles injury from last season. They got Denzel Ward still. They got Greedy Williams. Now they got Greg Newsom the second, who in my opinion is one of the most underrated players in this draft. He goes here. They signed Davion Clowney. They still got Miles Garrett, bro, Cleveland. They're doing it right.
0: Yeah, I think this is one of the picks that I advocated for is, okay, keep building that defense because, great, you, got, you you can outscore whoever you want, but you're playing in a conference where if you want to beat the best teams, you have to stop Lamar Jackson, you have to stop Josh Allen, and most importantly, you got to stop Patrick Mahomes. Right? If you can't rush, the most effective way to Rush the QB. Uh, well, one is have Miles Garrett sitting there, but you get him the the right coverage in the backfield, uh, in the back uh, back part of your defense, he's going to get more sacks. So I think this is a perfect fit for them. Is just, just keep building that defense because that defense got ripped apart. We were talking about it. It's like the, the only reason the Browns won't get far is because of their defense. Their offense is good. But their defense is not; their defense is lagging behind. So they made the perfect pick there. So moving on from there, who was it? Who is number? We 20? get
1: to the receiver that I love the most in the draft. Not because of talent; I just love the player, the value, the team. Rashad Bateman from Minnesota goes to the team that needed him the most, as in the Baltimore Ravens. Now the Ravens have Rashad Bateman. Sammy Watkins, um, you have obviously the tight end Mark Andrews. Marquise Brown is still there, and listen, the the Ravens needed him. Rashad Bateman helps him. Great pick, great, great, great pick. He's going to look great in the black and purple.
0: Yeah, no, I absolutely love this pick. You pretty much spoke it into existence. You kept telling, uh, you kept telling me, okay, the. They can get two guys. One guy being who resigned in Tampa Bay with Antonio Brown. He said the other guy is Rashad Bateman from Minnesota because this is a big wide receiver. What is he? Six two? No, six feet. He's a big wide receiver though. He gets he gets the uh, he go he goes after the jump balls. And now you fit Marquise Brown into the perfect position. He's the number two wide receiver. Right. And then you put Sammy Watkins in the slot. Now, if we now we can address, we can talk about next season, we can talk about Lamar Jackson, the passer, because now you have you gave him an array of weapons, especially because his wide receivers were so bad in the last three years. I think they they, they ranked like 31, 30 31 in the last three seasons of their. Pure production now, this is a perfect fit for Baltimore. And now we can ad- now moving forward, we can address Lamar Jackson as a quarterback, as a passer. So, I mean, you spoke it into existence and it happened. So that that's two picks you spoke into existence, actually.
1: Oh, Lamar Jackson needed him. Lamar Jackson, wherever he was last night watching the draft or uh, taking the draft in, he is a very, very happy man, and they're doing things as you should do. <clears throat> when your quarterback needs help, <clears throat> you get him help. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry, I got a throat problem going on right now. There's a team out there. We're, we're about to get to them that uh, hasn't done this for a couple of years now, and um, I'm just saying. And Lamar Jackson is now nowhere near the player that this man is. But we are so, so close to this this team right now. Let's just go through the next team. Obviously, uh, I don't really have much to say about this guy because I never, I never heard his name, That's all due respect nice. to him. Payne Turner goes to the Saints, uh, defensive end. Um, Houston Cam Jordan is getting older, but Cam Jordan is still a monster. Help the defense out. They probably can't pay uh, Davenport going forward because uh, they have a lot of cap issues. So this could be a value pick, replacement pick. I I don't want to say anything on the guy because I, I haven't heard about him that much. So I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah, I don't have much to say about him, but if we if, just taking consideration that. Trey Hendrickson just left for Cincinnati. He's filling a. He's filling one of their strengths. If we're being honest here. they is You still have Cam Jordan. You still have Marcus Davenport. You can still rush the. Rush the uh the quarterback, so they're pretty much just. Securing a. Uh, a strength, um. Other than that, if we're just looking at. I'm not sure between, I don't know who else they could have picked at this point. You know, who could, who they
1: could have picked. Well, um, they need a receiver. Michael Thomas is all they got. Emmanuel Sanders is gone.
0: Oh, yeah. So I they could, could have either Elijah him.
1: Moore is sitting right there. I don't understand what the problem here is. Elijah Moore is right. Terrence Marshall right there. Terrence Marshall, LSU, Louisiana. Right there. I don't understand. Like, they could have easily got a receiver. I, they have a couple of young guys that are okay. But Michael, it's Michael Thomas or Derek Cook is gone. So, the, I don't know. Oh, yeah. They have two weapons. James Winston, if you want to evaluate this man, you got to give him help. And maybe in the second round they do. But listen, Elijah Moore was sitting right there. Terrence Marshall was sitting right there. He could have picked them up. I don't know. Their choice.
0: Now we get to the fun part.
1: Oh, oh. But before we get to this pick, we go to what happened at 5 p.m. It was about 5 p.m., I think, where the breaking news came out. And this was on purpose. Aaron Rodgers, information comes out. He is done. He is fed up. He wants out. Before the draft even started, my night was made. My year was made. If this man will not play for the Packers again, I don't give a shit. The Vikings could draft eight kickers for all I care if we get Aaron Rodgers out of the division. But obviously, then uh, the GM comes out, Gutekunz, and everyone comes out saying we will not trade Aaron Rodgers and listen man, this in my opinion Aaron Rodgers was out. Last year was COVID obviously, prime COVID for us in the United States, the world actually, but especially for us, we fought, we were lucky to have the draft. It was a first big sports thing we had since COVID hit. We saw the draft. I'm watching the draft live. Green Bay's pick comes up. They say Jordan Love. I fell out of my che- chair. I could I'm like, "Who? Yep. Michael Jordan? Yep. Michael B Jordan? Some some they came back Bro, when they took a quarterback, I'm like, yo, you're, it's over, you burned the bridge, for them, in my opinion, for him and you guys, you don't have to receive. And then the second round, you just a backup running back. I applause to Green Bay.
0: I think, yo, yeah, th- this is, this whole saga has been legendary, right? I was watching the uh, last last year before the draft, during the draft, I was watching the Pat McAfee show and. Aaron Rodgers is, you know, a staple on that show now. He comes on every Tuesday. Right? But he's talking to them. He goes, you know, it would be nice to get a weapon. Right? They draft Jordan Love. Right? So that's strike one. You know, strike two is, hey, nothing against A.J. Dillon. He is a monster of a human being. But, you know, you pretty much say... Hey Aaron, we might not have the other Aaron on this team upcoming season, so we're gonna pick his replacement now, right? So that's strike two. Strike three is, hey, Matt Lafleur didn't tell him that they're gonna kick the field goal, right? So you're pretty, you're in a situation now, and what makes this better is. You know he's out in he's out in California, and the president wants to visit him. The GM wants to visit him, and the head coach wants to visit him. I'm pretty sure he didn't want to talk to the president. He didn't want to talk to the GM. The only person that he's probably willing to talk to was Matt Lafleur. But at this point, I'm surprised it took it took this long for him to say I want out. But it's this story is going to get even more amazing because now, if we're speaking about it now, is he wanted another weapon across Devontae? And it all I like, care about is he's
1: gone. That's all I care about. I hope this man is gone. He can go anywhere. If he leaves the NFC, that is just icing on the damn cake. But I hope he's gone. And obviously, let's just run through the next picks because this is probably going to be our last topic. But obviously, they drafted Eric Stokes, cornerback. Kevin King got exposed big time in that. And if championship game, so this basically means Kevin King deuces. We don't need you giving up halftime touchdowns no more. So they get Eric Stokes he, from Georgia, very really, really fast player, ran a four two. I know that. So, but that's... yeah,
0: the, this is also just proof that hey, you guys can tell us, you you guys can say, hey, we can repair this relationship with Aaron Rodgers. I don't. But isn't this like a nail in the coffin? Be like, Elijah Moore was there. You could have gotten him a second wide receiver. Isn't this pretty much a nail in the coffin? Because that's what I saw it as. But, uh, yeah.
1: Also, let's just go to the other, uh, Miami against Gregory uh, Russo. This uh, great upside Buffalo. pick, Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh, my bad. My I saw Miami. He went to the U. My bad. From to Miami me. to Buffalo. Oh, that's a big climate change. But they need a pass rusher. Um, the, the players they have, uh, Hughes is getting up there in age. He's been really good for them over the years. But against Kansas City, it was clear they couldn't get any pressure on Mahomes. Hopefully, this guy can help them. Um, I'm just going to go through them, and then you can give your thoughts on them. And obviously, Penn State, uh, I I don't want to get his name wrong, Adofi Awua. Obviously, the Ravens lose Matthew Judon. This could be their way of trying to answer that. Um, And then we go to – listen, man, I did not – I didn't even know this guy, Joe Tryon. For hey the Bucks they could do the hell they want because they're the champions and they may be the champions again and they got Tom Brady so I don't give a shit whatever they do this guy could be a Hall of Famer for all I know but those were the next three picks your thoughts and then we finish up uh Aaron Rodgers conversation. Uh,
0: I really like the pick that uh, Buffalo got with Gregory Rousseau. He was also a before before the COVID season he was a top ten t- talent to get him at thirty perfect. Um, again, I'm not too familiar with the linebacker out of uh, Penn State. But realizing that, you know, Matthew Judon signed with the Patriots. Yannick Ngakwe signed with the Raiders. You really had... You really don't have a pass rusher at this point. So just filling that void with that pick. Excellent. And then Joe Tryon... JPP is getting up there in age. You still have Shaq Barrett. I think at this point, just building the depth that they, on top of the depth they already have, that defense is absolutely great. Todd Bowles does an amazing job at what he does. So, if they're going to develop a player, develop a line, um, a linebacker like this to help them out, I think it's a perfect fit, especially at 32. Might as well take a flyer on someone, right?
1: And now we get back to the Aaron Rodgers conversation. I think this is going to be ongoing conversation. I think the only way they they can fix this so-called is uh uh is if they if Julio Jones, I don't think that's gonna happen anymore. Obviously, NFC team, I don't see that yeah. because they drafted Kyle Pitts, they're all in on offense. I don't think they're gonna get who they're not gonna be able to get a player like that in free agency slash the trade market. So the second round is today and third round, maybe they have they have to get a receiver in the second or third round, and then whatever Aaron Rodgers wants it, they want you guys to crawl to his house and deliver the contract extension. Then if that's what it takes, you got to do it. So in my opinion, I hope this doesn't get salvaged, obviously. And if it does, if it doesn't, there's one team, and I already mentioned this, the Denver Broncos getting Patrick Sertan. It could have been anybody but Justin Fields or Mac Jones, because now this means we have a QB position at the end of the day available. Drew Lock's okay. Teddy Bridgewater is a good, decent co- quarterback. But like we said, that defense is ready. The offensive players on that team is ready. This is exactly the situation Peyton Manning was in about, what, six, seven years ago where all they needed was a Tim Tebow did as much as he could. Yeah. God bless Tim Tebow. One of the most amazing runs in sports I've ever seen in my life. But they were a quarterback, a real superstar quarterback away from going to the Super Bowl. They ended up going to two, winning one, Payne Manning delivered. Go get Aaron Rodgers. I would trade the rest of my entire draft next season for Aaron Rodgers. I did not stutter. My 2022 NFL draft, Green Bay, you can have it. Give me Aaron Rodgers.
0: On top of that, here's a hypothetical, though. You already know Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play for you, right? Denver knows that too now. Do you think, like, as much as the Packers want the asking price to be high for Aaron Rodgers, I don't think a team needs to fulfill that need. So, like, great. Yeah, you can give up a whole draft, but you can give up a couple first-round picks. You could give up, say, an extra wide receiver you have. Just be like, okay, we want that for Aaron Rodgers. Because what is okay what teams are going to try to trade for Aaron Rodgers? Denver. In my opinion,
1: it would be Denver. In my opinion, out of all the teams, only two he would agree to three he would agree to go to, two he would love to go to, the two that I think he would love to go to would be Denver and Miami. Uh I think he would be okay with going to Pittsburgh. I think he would despise going to Vegas.
0: I mean, there's a 15. Well, obviously, they picked Trey Lance already, but yeah, that would have that's no, done with. Yeah, that's over and done with with the 49ers. But yeah, you have, I think he has, okay, that it's competition down to two teams Miami's package versus Denver's package, right? So, like, obviously, Miami's package probably could be better than Denver's. But what I'm saying is, okay. Now it's essentially Miami competing with Denver for who can offer more. But if they if the Packers are offering, offer, uh, asking for a ridiculous price for Aaron Rodgers, which they should, neither of those teams have to meet their requirements because they can just be like, okay, we're happy move on with our quarterback. And the only team with a quarterback issue left over is the Packers because Aaron Rodgers holds their future. And their, their Well, hate, they got Jordan Love,
1: right? They drafted him, right? So that's yeah. your guy, right? So why, why did you draft him?
0: Exactly. So, I think it's going to be entertaining because you know, you as a GM, you're looking at it and be like, "Okay, he doesn't want to play there. If he doesn't want to play there, he's going to retire." Right? Okay, that that's one less quarterback we have to worry that's one less team we have to worry about in the NF, in the in the NFC for most people, and that's one less team that you have to compete for against the Super Bowl.
1: If Green Bay, if Aaron Rodgers is gone from Green Bay, the Vikings are winning the division, without a doubt. I think the Vikings are winning the division anyways. But if that man has gone, oh my god, I am celebrating my birthday every day until the season ends because this man has given me enough headaches. Matthew Stafford's already gone. Detroit Sewell, great pick, but they don't have a quarterback, in my opinion. Justin Fields, that makes me cringe a little, but next year it shouldn't matter. So it's all about Green Bay versus Minnesota. Aaron Rodgers, go to Denver. Be happy in Denver. Go win a Super Bowl in Denver. I don't give a shit. But, oh, my God. This would be beautiful. This is now the new – before it was Deshaun Watson. Where's Deshaun Watson going? Obviously, then the legal issues came up. So, that paused that. But now, until the season starts, until we get news that Aaron Rodgers has signed a contract extension, this is the biggest topic for – the NFL season never ends.
0: So, remember in the beginning of the offseason where – this is exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about, hey, if Aaron Rodgers wants to be traded, where does he go, right? And Los Angeles called about him. 49ers called about him. You know, nothing happened. Now, like, he dropped that news on purpose yesterday.
1: Yep. Last year on this draft day, they dropped the bomb on him. This year, he dropped the bomb on them.
0: So, it off season never sleeps. So, all right, so that wraps it up for our first round reviews. The second round is going on as we speak. So when we come back on Monday, we'll be talking about, you know, the second, third, fourth, fifth. As many rounds as we can talk about, and hopefully some Aaron Rodgers news because I was thinking he was going to break yesterday.
1: I need him go on ASAP.
0: B, retire.
1: Go, actually, go reti- actually, I would rather he doesn't retire because I love, obviously – He is a very, very, he's one of the greatest players ever. I'm not an idiot. And if he's playing for the AFC, I will gladly cheer to watch his greatness somewhere else. Just leave my conference, leave my division, and I am good to go. I I will be the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan you want to see. Just leave me alone.
0: All right. Well, this wraps it up for this one. We'll catch you next time. Peace out.